Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We're about to begin a new storyline with a scenario entitled Sunspots. It was written by Dave Sokolowski, and it's available from drivethroughrpg.com. Returning to us for the third time as our game master is Tyler Hudak. Tyler previously ran the Seventh Circle and the Delta Green Scenario recovery mission for us, and we had a blast. So, before we begin, let's introduce our players and the characters that they will be portraying. Uh, let's start with Cherry. Cherry? Got to find that mute button. Uh, I'm playing Robert James, a retired boxer who now basically works as a bodyguard. Cool. Finish. Hi, my name is Butch Sawyer. Uh, I'm a transporter. I drive vehicles around and deliver important goods. I used to work in the military and I'm from Boston and I'm uh, tall, slender and extremely muscular. Um, yeah, so that's it about me. Okay, David. Uh, my character is Mason Flynn, Private Dick, uh, World War One veteran uh, and uh, reader of classical tomes. Cool. Jason? Hi, I'm Jason Melnichok, and I'll be playing Odie Clive Gilman. He's a gambler, standing six foot tall, light brown hair, handlebar mustache. He's always after that next big win. It's just right around the corner. I know I'll, get, I'll, I'll win this horse. I'll win this hand of cards. It's always right around the corner. Thank you. And uh, me, I'm Peter Gilman. Uh, I am uh, Odie's cousin. Uh, I'm, yes, I'm distantly related to those Gilmans from Ensmith. Uh, or sh uh, uh, I'm currently 24. Um, you might remember me from a previous game called The Dig. I was exposed to some things that I'd rather not talk about, uh, but I've, uh, I've pushed forward with my studies of anthropology, and I hope to graduate next year. Uh, I'm about average height. Uh, at a glance, I'm handsome, uh, but I do carry some of the traditional facial things that, uh, that the Gilman have, so people don't like looking me right in the face. Um, uh, and that's about it. So, the players are ready. Without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Tyler? Awesome. So it is February 1926. You've all been uh, asked to meet uh, uh, an acquaintance of all of yours, uh, Daniel Peterson, a uh, well-respected uh, local banker. Uh, you are in um, uh, Arkham, Massachusetts. Uh, and he's asked you to come to his apartment. Uh, when he called you uh, or contacted you, you could tell that he was uh, in, in a bit of distress. Uh, there was some worry on his voice, uh, but he said that he needed your help and he would be willing to pay for it. All right. So uh, you all start to show up, I guess. And, and I, I look around and say, what, what are you guys all doing here? Did you get a call from uh, Daniel as well? Well, I can't really talk about it, but uh, some of my sources said that Daniel was 
having some financial troubles. Oh, is this like another poker game to solve all financial problems? Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Mason. Hey, Robert. <laughs> Cuz, what up, Cuz? Yeah. How are you? Coming out to have a couple drinks and play some poker tonight? What's the deal? Maybe. Good. So we hey, knock guys. On, we knock on his door. Uh, so, you know, you're... You're standing outside of his apartment uh, and you knock on his door, you know, waiting for him to answer. Uh, and despite the fact that the hallway to his apartment is inside, you are all freezing to the bone. There, uh, northeastern, the northeastern U.S. right now is experiencing one of the worst nor'easter storms it's experienced in decades. Uh, the outside temperature is extremely frigid. Uh, there's snow almost constantly falling. The wind chill is below zero easily uh, and it's just hard to get warm so after what seems like an eternity uh, daniel opens up the door and beckons everyone to come in uh hey daniel yeah he he welcomes you and um and he you know has coffee uh being made uh, for anybody that wants it anybody who wants a nip of something else he's more than willing to add it in but as as you all come into his uh house you know, you, you can immediately tell that something is wrong with him. He's got bags under his eyes. He looks exhausted. And even more importantly, he looks worried. Daniel, you look terrible. What's going on? Uh, it's, please, please, everyone, please sit down. It's, it's my daughter, uh, Susan. Um, I, I, I need help. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that you all can, can help me. Um, please, please sit down and, and I'll explain, you know, what's going on. And he kind of beckons everybody to sit down at, there's chairs set around in a, in a couch. Uh, and he kind of walks over and just kind of falls into a, um, an easy chair that, that he has. By the way, I think Oscar's on his way, but uh, he's going to be late, he said. So he said, we'll fill him uh, in. Yeah, well, we can fill him in. He says, uh, you all, you know, you all know that my daughter, Susan, and, and you've all met Susan either in passing uh, mm -hmm. uh, at, at some point or another. Um, he says, you know, you all know that my daughter, Susan, has gone away to college this year. Uh, she's gone to Evergreen, uh, Evergreen University uh, on the western side of the state. Um, and things, things were going well. The first semester went really well. Uh, she had a great time. She, she came home for Christmas break. Uh, and then she went back uh, at the beginning of the the new semester, and I, I haven't I hadn't heard from her. Um, at first, I figured you know she was just having fun. Uh, she was you know throwing herself into her studies, uh, but uh, it just got to be where it was too long. I, I wasn't getting my phone calls or my letters returned to her, and and so I finally uh, went to campus to find out what had what where she was and, and she was gone. Uh, I talked to her roommate and her roommate told me that she, she fell in with a new church that was uh, in Evergreen and they went on a retreat um, and she hadn't come back yet. Uh, they, they went to a, a place nearby, a resort town called Red Lake and, um, or I'm sorry, uh, it's called Red Valley. Um, and I, I went up there. I, I went up there to to try and get her, and she wouldn't come back. Um, there's so you saw her while she was there. Yes, I, I saw her, 
she refused to, to come back. She, she became very belligerent. Um, it was. It, oh, here comes uh, Oscar. Hey, Oscar, come in. Uh, um, uh, Daniel is telling us his daughter's missing. Oh, sorry to hear about that, Daniel. How you doing? Uh, please, please come in out of the cold. And um, Oscar, to, to catch you up really fast, uh, uh, it, it's February 1926 in one of the worst winters that uh, the Northeast U.S. has ever seen. Uh, you guys are in Arkham, Massachusetts right now uh, talking to Daniel, and he's explaining about how you know, his daughter, Susan, had gone off to college and uh, he just hadn't heard from her. And when he went up uh, to see what was going on, he found out that she had fallen in with some new church and they, they had gone to a retreat to a, uh, a resort town called Red Valley. And uh, he went up there to get her and he, um, she refused to leave. Um, and he says, you know, there's, there's something, there's something strange about that town. I, I, I can't, I, I can't tell you what it is, but, but you just have to see it for yourself. Uh, and he becomes very agitated as, you know, he, he's saying this. Um, and he says, please, I, I need you all to help me come and go and get my daughter. I, I'm willing to pay to, uh, to do it, but I don't know who else to turn to. You think it's some sort of cult? I, I, I don't want to use that word. I mean, it, it it's, it's possible, uh, but the, the, the church seemed very normal. I mean, they've, in What's Evergreen, it called? Uh, it's called the, uh, sorry, the First Presbyterian Church of Evergreen. Uh, they, Sounds mild enough. Yeah, they, I, I've been past their, their, uh, their church in, in Evergreen, and it's been, it, it looks normal. Uh, you know, according to, you know, her roommate and, um, uh, the woman who runs the dorm that she's in, you know, a lot of people go there. Uh, oh, so the parents are pretty mild. So, did she tell you why she wouldn't leave? She, she, she didn't. Um, she was just making it clear that she did not want to come back. Were you um, able to talk to her alone? Do you think she's being kept there against her will? No, I, I, I don't think that. I, 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 at least I don't think so. She, you know, she was. I was able to talk to her alone. You know, the, the church was nearby, um, but there were, you know, there was probably a couple dozen people from the church there along with everybody else who's in the resort town right now. And it's, uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, something that I could tell. I, I there, like I said, there's something strange going on and I just, I just can't put my finger on it. Well, look, you know what? We owe you a lot. You're our friend and we're concerned too. Do you, uh, do you want us to go up there and kidnap her and bring her back? I, I don't know if, if that is, is necessary. What, what I want you to do is I, I want you to go with me back to town. Okay. I, I want to, I'm going to accompany you and I want to try to convince her again. And maybe if she sees all of you, whatever hold the town has on her will, will bring her back. But um, if that doesn't work, you know, I, I don't, let, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay. Well, if push comes to shove, I don't want to admit this, but I have a bottle of chloroform. <laughs> so, I, I we won't come to that. Rob, Robert, <laughs> do you think you can handle beating up a couple of Presbyterians? <laughs> uh, and he he kind of gives you, when you say that, he, he gives you, he, he smirks a little bit and he has kind of like a half-shocked face on it. And you can just tell that, He's 
he's so worried that he's just barely holding back or holding himself together. Oh, it's okay. Um, Sorry, I have, a, I have my mute button on. Um, does she look disheveled? No, she 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 looked good. I mean, she looked like I remember her. She didn't look, you know, like she was hungry or or, or anything like that. Thin, mm. thin, like she's no, lost I mean, weight. I mean, she's always, you know, been a petite girl, but she it, she looked normal. Um, and how long ago did you see her? Uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, I, as soon as I saw her, I came back here and contacted all of you, hoping that uh, you would be able to help me. I don't know Red Valley. How far is it from here? So Red Valley is on the uh, the western side of the state. It's about a four-hour drive from, yeah. from where you're at. Um, so it's going to be even colder. Yeah. In, in, in this weather, it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be longer than, than four hours, but it's normally a four hour drive. You've all saw, at, at some point or another heard of Red Valley. It's, it's kind of like a summer resort town. Yeah. Uh, right. It's probably there and, you know, like uh, cottages and things like that. Probably very cheap accommodations in February. So yeah, we're probably, uh, would you say we're probably going to end up driving She's, we're going to want to be on the main highway because, you know, the, the snow and everything. Uh, he says, uh, um, you know, what I suggest is that we first go to Evergreen. Um, so you can talk to her roommate. Um, you can see the church. And I mean, if nothing else, it will help me. Um, it'll help me kind of verify that, you know, I'm not going crazy. And, you know, this all just isn't in my mind. Okay. Well, let's get going. Well, I was first we're going to end up going to like through Worcester, right? Or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We'll be able to take the highway out most of the way. Uh, the road should be okay, but Red Valley is kind of up in the mountains. It's it's about yeah. an hour's drive from Evergreen, so it's going to be some rough traveling there. All right. uh, do do does anybody have a car that they'll be able to use? I mean, I, I've got a car. I've got a car. Yeah, I have a I car. I get a car. For okay. professional driver guys, I can handle this weather. <laughs> so everybody, give me a spot hidden roll. Don't let OD drive. <laughs> uh, I got a thirty-five. Oh seven. Wow. I, uh, nope. I I oh, made I it barely. Mine's on a hard. So so if you make it, um, as uh, Daniel is is standing there talking, and you know he's. He's obviously exhausted and, you know, he's kind of waving his hand and he's moving his arms around on his neck. You notice that at one point he kind of, and, and he's wearing like a, a tie and a nice shirt. Um, he kind of pulls his shirt down a little bit. And that's when you notice that um, he kind of has a tan line and it's a very nice uh, tan, almost as if he, he's been at the beach for a couple of days. Huh. Hey, uh, Danny, would you, uh, Where'd you get that tan there? Where you been hanging out? Is it a rash? Tan? What What tan? He kind of looks at his hands and you know, it, it's almost like he, he doesn't see it. You look like you got burned or something. Uh, he's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I, I don't know where I got this from. It, uh, and he kind of pulls back his sleeves and you, you know you can see the tan line on, on his arms. Uh, and he he finally sees it. And he's like, yeah, I honestly I don't know where I got this from. Mm. And I, I mean, look outside. It's you know, middle of winter. I, I have no clue where where I could get this from. Well, that that sun up in the mountains can get pretty bright. So uh, that's that's true. It, it could be. That All could right, be it. you yeah, say it's closer to the sun when you're up in the mountains. You say tan lines. Now, 
tan as is it brown or is it like sunburn? No, it, it's more it's more of like a brown tan, not sunburn. Okay, so it's not it's not like something that just happened. No, okay. no, it was almost like he was um, at the beach for a couple of days. How how old was Susan on her last birthday? Uh, she was twenty. How how long were you up there? How long did you take off work? How long were you up there at the school and then over at the uh, resort town? So I, I was I was only at the school for a day, and then I was only at the resort town for a day. So, you know, I was just gone for two days, or maybe two and a half days with with the travel. Well, I think we need to go pack up for at least two days mm. overnight. Um, Odie, um, do you think you could get Bruce Lederman to lend us his? Uh, his big old, uh, the hell is it called? Uh, touring car? Touring car, yeah. I think that's yeah. eight. I'm sure he would. He owes me a couple favors. I hooked him up with Trixie a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, see if he can do that. I mean, tell him that I'll drive. And if not, I'll ask her to, uh, yeah, I'm not driving. I'll ask her to ask him if he, if he says no. All right. Sorry, yeah. just checking. Where are we now? We're in Arkham. Uh, Arkham. Yeah, but like where physically are we meeting? We're at uh, oh. Daniel's uh, apartment. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Daniel the banker. Boy, <laughs> somebody must have punched you trying to get out of that bar. <laughs> well, yeah. Here, I thought he was from New York. <laughs> I'm from Queens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in Queens. His 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 accent changes every time he gets punched by somebody. <laughs> All so right. I've, I've got a car. I'm a professional driver. Yeah, Who but wants to go with me. How big is your car? We're going to get a touring car. We can fit eight in there. It's a big old gangster car. <clears throat> Wouldn't you like to sit in the back of a big old luxurious gangster car? Probably big warmer. Man. Big old car, snowy roads. What could go wrong? Well, it's not that I call it an old car because I'm Tom living in 2000. But uh, it wasn't old for that time. It was brand new. Brand new. Would it be wise to possibly bring two cars in case something happens? I think two vehicles is not a bad idea. And this, with the roads that are going to be in the mountains when we get out there. Well, then we could just go in my car and. Uh, and uh, and Robert's car. Okay. Split us up. Okay. And that way, if one of us goes off the road, the other one can help him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Doing. All right. We should put a couple shovels in the in the boot too. Yeah. You already have a couple of shovels in your boot. <laughs> also, not to mention, consider that you know, it, two cars is safe because we're also going to have luggage for six people. Seven. Yeah. People. I'm just going to bring a couple of changes of clothes. That's it. Okay. Um, so is anybody okay, going to be standing on the chloroform? <laughs> Do I need to change it from my old vehicle? Just, just keep it in your bag. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to bring it. I got chloroform right here. <laughs> um, well, then it finally explains how Butch gets all his women. <laughs> hey. 
most most of my women <laughs> so is anybody going to bring anything uh, else uh, that's special uh, i'm hearing that you guys are bringing about you know a day or two's worth of clothes probably warm clothes well i am thinking along the lines of we might have to grab her and bring her back um obviously i'm bringing my uh my kit that i take with me pretty much most places um I, I'm not going to say like rope and stuff like this. We're not going to tie this girl up. I am going to bring my gun. My <laughs> Bring a blanket. Well, I always carry my gun. Yeah, exactly. This is 1920s. And okay. It's like jewelry. Just uh, everything that was on my character sheet is what I'd be bringing and, and a winter yeah. coat. And as a, you know, side note, um, you know, I, I'm not the type of uh, keeper that if it's not exactly on your uh, sheet or um, uh, you don't specifically say it, if it makes sense that you would have it, then you have it. I'm not going to. Okay. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. I've got like my, my PI go bag and a camera. Now, but... if you, all of a sudden you say you have an elephant gun, eh, we, we may be requiring some luck rolls with that one. But So my napalm is not uh, <laughs> yeah. to bring with me, no. All right, so we're actually uh, going to kind of jump around in time a little bit. Um, so we're actually, um, you guys have, you know, said you're going. Um, everybody, you know, gets their stuff. They get to get in the car. We're going to jump ahead in time to, to after you leave Evergreen, and then we'll jump back. Okay. Um, so who is driving? I am driving. And I'm driving. Okay, who and is I sitting shotgun. next? All right, so uh, Butch is sitting shotgun. Who's sitting shotgun in the other car? Oh, Wait, whose car am I in? Um, I'll sit shotgun in Peter's car. Okay, okay. I'm in James' car. Okay. So, so Butch and Oscar, both of you give me navigate rolls. Okay. My navigate skills are abysmal, and I fail. Um, I got an 11, so I'm going to spend one luck. Okay. So you leave Evergreen uh, after you've done all of your interviews, which we're going to flash back to in, in a minute. Um, and it is just extremely cold. Even even though you're bundled up in your your best winter clothes and you've got, you know, whatever heat the, the car has, you know, cranked up as much as it can from, from the engine, uh, you're still just freezing. Um, you leave Evergreen and start going along the the road to uh, to Red Valley, and um, you know, d despite the the hard snow coming down, the roads being icy, uh, Oscar is able to kind of navigate everybody, uh, the, the drivers, uh, through um, along the right roads uh, to the um, the way to to Red Valley, and and the road to Red Valley is just back mountains up and down very hard to stay on the uh very hard to stay on the road and in fact you uh start climbing one uh, one hill and it's just a very icy uh patch uh and the drivers uh both of you give me a drive auto check yeah made it i got a 93 all right. So uh, the car that Robert's driving, you go down the hill, you start to lose uh, uh, 
your, your tires start skidding a little bit, but you're able to keep it okay. However, Peter, as you're going, you just can't keep control of the car and your car goes right into a snowbank. Uh, as you do, you can hear this burst of air as one of your tires pops. Motherfucker. Oh, because... We're still driving together, right? Pull up I mean, along nonchalantly. Yeah. Ride. I, I, I honk my horn so they know that I've crashed. Oh, yeah, you guys have definitely seen him him go off the road, partly go off the road and uh, land in, in the... Uh, in the embankment. God damn it. Well, all right. I stopped the car fairly close to theirs. Let's get out, check, make sure everybody is okay. Yeah, every, everybody gets out of the car. Um, this, uh, you know, you're as soon as you step out of the car, you're hit by the wind. The wind takes your your breath away uh, for that minute, as as cold wind usually does. Um, and uh, you know, you get to work on you know working on the car to try to get it out of the snow and try to you know fix the flat. Um, everybody give me a spot hidden as well. We get the shovels out of the boot. 42, made it. 23 Pass. is good. Pass. I failed. So I for those who, who make it, um, you notice that um, Daniel Peterson uh, is, is kind of fidgeting. You know, he seems very anxious. He seems very nervous. Um, more nervous than he was in Evergreen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Daniel fess up. What's up? You look really nervous. He's like, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I want to, um, I just want to get, you know, my daughter back. And, you know, with, you know, her mother died a couple years ago, as you all know, and she, we, we've, we've still been trying to get over that loss. And I, I honestly, I'm just scared that, you know, I, she's lost to me now. Um, and he, he almost starts to break down in tears. He kind of holds him, himself back a little bit. Did, did um, you and Susan have any kind of falling out before this? No, no, everything, everything was good. In fact, I encouraged her to go off to college. Um, I, I thought it would be good for her to, to get out and, you know, get out and, you know, see the world and um, enhance her education. I, it's just, well, you know, I, she's, she's always been a good girl. It, it's just, this is the time of time of a person's life when they rebel a little bit. So maybe that's what this is. She'll come to. Don't worry about it. I, I, Do you I'm have hoping. any problems with the bank? How's your banking life treating you? Do you think you uh, have any natural enemies there? No, we, we, everything has been great. We've uh, the bank's doing well. You know, I'm um, up for promotion, so you, there's no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we don't really deal with any anything that I, I would say is is an issue. It's you know, everything's been perfect and then and then this happens and he kind of well, slumps against the the side of the car and he just kind of looks beat down i've got a 70 in psychology is there anything i should make a check for uh sure go ahead 79 never mind okay yeah, i mean you can just tell that he's just really uh really really just kind of worried and um i'm sure the the fact that it's you know probably below zero out right now and everybody's frigid and yeah. as they're trying to change the, the tire is what uh, is uh, kind of distracting you a little bit. Yeah. So let's gonna, let's gonna, talk. Let's get rolling. Okay. Let's do I'm going to make it a point to keep an eye on him, on his actions and stuff and see if I can just a little bit closer eye on him. Cause I think maybe something he's not telling us something. I don't think it's malicious because we're friends, but I'm thinking he might be holding back something that well, he doesn't want to let us know. 
if there was at any point a moment when we were we were able to talk to one another without Daniel around, uh, I I do mention to everybody I say, look, kids grow up, kids want to move away, kids don't want to come back home. That could be what this whole thing is. Well, and it's also kind of, it could know. be about her mom. Yeah. Not completely, but you know, it's a it's a life stage thing too. But I hope this isn't some that we're risking our lives coming up here because because Daniel's sad because his daughter wants to move out and go live her life. I mean, if she wants to live in some religious community, that's her business. She's an adult at this point. So she, Susan's an only child, I assume. Yes. Yes. And, um, and as far as you know, there have never been any other children. We'll have to play it by ear when we get there and find out what's really going on. But if that if that girl just doesn't want to come home because she wants to join a convent or something, then that's up to her. Mm. Do the so, Presbyterians have convents? No. <laughs> but then my character doesn't know that much about religion. Actually, he does know quite a bit about religion. <laughs> He's an anthropologist. He's an anthropologist, yeah. So, but if she wants to, if she wants to. If she's found something that she wants to do, then. Well, I think we should still check it out because oh, I yeah. don't know. Church sounds. It very well could be a cult. Well, yeah, I'm curious. Way, she shouldn't be letting down her education to join the church. Like, that doesn't make much sense. No. Yeah. We'll find out soon enough. So I'm going to take out uh, my flask and take a big swig of brandy, pass it to Pete, and be like, Pete, you're driving. you got to study your nerves here. No, take no, 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 no. And I just start. how alcohol works. Yeah, of course it does. Just, it keeps you, your nerves on the road. Come on. Yeah, no, and you know that I. Uh, I start digging the car out feverishly. Yeah. Put some, uh, find some bushes, uh, knock the, the snow off them, and cut them up, and get him so that I can back my car up out of the snow. Yeah. I get I get the spare tire out of the back. All right. Well, fortunately the the front end of the car is pretty warm because of the engine. Uh, but it's going to cool off pretty quick, so uh, There's nothing like shoveling. What do you say uh, 20 minutes to get the car out? Yeah, it, it takes you guys about 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Um, okay. You you know, the, the extreme uh, cold is definitely slowing you down a little bit. In fact, everybody give me a luck roll. Everybody who's okay. outside working. Uh, if you're not outside working, I'm assuming you can back into the car. Hopefully, Oscar packed the, the premises full of coffee that I told him to pack. I made an extreme uh, success with 12. I got 12, too. I got 20. I got 10. <laughs> Lucky group. Sounds like everybody everybody passed. Uh, so you're able to, to get the work done. Um, nobody, you know, slips and falls or you know gets frostbite or anything like that. <laughs> you get in the car and you, you start heading heading uh, uh, closer to to Red Valley. We now, live in this environment, so we know. <laughs> we're gonna jump back now, 24 hours, as okay. you guys pull into Evergreen. Okay. Um, this is the uh, Evergreen is a a small college town. Uh, there's a lot of houses, um, and then there's the college and you know, a, a diner and, you know, like a general store, things, things like that. But it's definitely a college town. Um, as you pull in, um, into town, uh, Daniel, uh, directs you to, uh, 
Susan's Dormitory, which is at 812 Madison Avenue. It's a, a women's a women's dormitory for uh, upperclassmen. It, it's basically just a bunch of uh, small apartments within there. Uh, and he just kind of directs you there to so you can talk to her roommate and maybe find out some more information that he wasn't able to. Okay. Uh, he, uh, it, as you get out of the car there, he kind of excuses himself saying that he's afraid that, you know, if he goes up there that they're just going to um, uh, ignore him because he's already been there and, you know, not let you guys in or, or answer any of your questions. So he kind of starts walking down towards the diner to get a cup of coffee. Okay. Before he goes, what's the roommate's name and what room? Oh, uh, He says uh, the roommate's name is Melanie Smith. Uh, they are, uh, they, they both live in, um, uh, room 22 he says but you'll have to talk to mrs archer who is uh the uh the woman right. in charge of the dormitory the house marm yeah yeah exactly hey, guys, handled mrs archer yeah i was gonna say i don't know about you but uh, letting six grown men up to a girl's dorm doesn't sound like a good idea why don't you guys all get some coffee and and mason and i'll go up there Sounds good to me. I wouldn't be surprised if Mrs. Archer sent Melanie down to us into some sort of sitting room or something rather that's than probably the case. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I'll talk to some of the skirts walking around. Actually, if you can, if you guys can uh, can go do that, if you can get her to come down and see you, uh, there's a chance I might be able to go check out the room if you get her out of there. Oh, you, you think you're going to get by the house, Marm, and go up to the girls' dormitory, dude? Hey, stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> Maybe if you put on a dress and act, let that beautiful long hair of yours flow in the wind, somebody will let you up there. <laughs> Anyone got a razor? <laughs> For my so legs. Tyler, I've got a charm of 60. I think, well, that, I'm, I'd, like to, I'd like to work on Mrs. Archer. Okay, so, so who all is going to, uh, to the dorm? I'd like to follow Oscar. I'll go to the dorm. Okay. Oh, now we're all going to the dorm. Yeah. <laughs> Odie's a con artist, and he thinks it's a bad idea for us all to go to the dorm. <laughs> I'm not going to the front I, of the door. I'm May, going okay. the so Mason and I are the only two who are going through the front door, and the rest Great. of you are going through windows. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say anything like about windows. windows. That won't look suspicious at all. Played the fifth. And, and I will say that it, it's early morning, too. So, Why don't you guys go over and check out the Presbyterian Church and see what's on over there? Good idea. How far is it, though? It's only a couple blocks away. It's a little town. So Butch and Robert, you want to take a little walk over there while uh, the boys go up and play with the girls? No, I don't do churches, sorry. They're not my thing. You can hang out the back. Make sure nobody runs out the back while I go inside. Uh, oh God. I don't like churches, like, at all. I'd we'll probably be up. So, yeah, I'm not going to any church anytime soon. I will Come speak in the door with me. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. so, who, so, who all is going into the dorm? We'll start with that first. Mason and I are going in. Okay. Front so, yeah. So, so, you two uh, end up uh, walking up to the front door, knocking on the door, and... Uh, this uh, little old lady, gray hair, comes and kind of opens up the door and says, uh, yes, can, can I help you? Uh, are you Mrs. Archer? Like, I, I am. And Hi. You are? Uh, my name is uh, Peter Gilman. I'm Mason Flynn, ma'am. Oh, and nice to meet you. 
Um, uh, I'm a, a student, of, a graduate year student at uh, Miskatonic. Oh, okay. And uh, high school. We are friends with uh, the uh, the parent of one of your students here. We were hoping we could uh, uh, speak with. Well, we were hoping we could speak with Susan Peterson, but apparently she's not here. Oh yeah, she she went off a, a couple. Oh, it must have been a couple weeks now. Uh, Is that a normal thing to give a leave of absence in February weeks? Oh, no, not not really. Uh, you know, with with school up and and running, you know, you know, they kind of expect the, the kids to be here, but you know, the kids these days they want so many freedoms. I, I think they're just used to doing whatever they want. Yeah, kids uh, today. It, yeah. It, her her father was here. Did you talk to him? Um, we yeah, we spoke to him back in uh, in Arkham. Oh, okay. He's um, very he's very concerned, and we're hoping that uh, her roommate Melanie uh, can can give us some more information that will help us understand what's going on with Susan, so we can get her back to school where she belongs. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well, please, please come come out of the cold. Come out of the cold. Thank uh, you. Have a seat here in the sitting room, and and I'll see if Melanie is available. Uh, that's very kind of you, Mrs. Archer. Like, oh, yeah, no problem. She kind of wanders off, and uh, a minute or two later, uh, she comes back down with this, um, uh, being followed by this very small, mousy-looking girl um, holding a very large book of Shakespeare. Um, uh, she, uh, uh, Mrs. Archer kind of introduce, introduces her as Melanie Smith, uh, Susan's roommate, uh, and says, well, Melanie, you know, uh, these, these gentlemen would like to talk to you about Susan. Do you have time? And Melanie uh, kind of gives her this look, an uh, and, and annoyed look, uh, but uh, says sure and kind of sits down and just uh, stares at both of you. Um, hi, Ms. Smith. Um, we were hoping we could ask you a few questions about uh, our, uh, our friend's daughter, uh, Susan. Um, Is it true you haven't seen her for two whole weeks? Oh, uh, it's been something like that it's it's been a couple weeks at least are you are you worried about her was she behaving strangely in any way before she went away no not not really i mean she uh you know she she was you know starting her classes and then uh uh the the church went on some winter retreat and you know that's where she's been i'm assuming that they're still up there uh it's an awful winter for a retreat in the mountains yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. You know, I, I've, you know, I'm either in the library or here studying, uh, so you know, I'm not outside that much, so I'm, I'm not really sure. Are, are you involved in the the Presbyterian Church? Like, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, uh, give me a, a, a charm or a persuade roll, whichever is. Uh, uh, I have uh, twenty four for sixty charm, so that's a hard. She says, "No, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not really involved in with the church, but yeah, you, know, you may want to talk to uh, Benjamin Gardner. I, I know he, he was with the church and he had gone up to the retreat, but he came back for some reason. Uh, he he just lives down the road uh, at his parents' house, and she gives you the address. When uh, when do you think she started first talking about joining the church? Did she? Uh... Uh, I, I'm honestly not not sure. Um, go ahead and give me a psychology role. She probably talked your ear off about it. I yeah, she she might have. 
My psychology is 48 out of 70, so that's a normal success. Um, you, you can kind of tell that um, she's, uh, she, she's kind of getting a little annoyed by all the questions. Um, you know, she just, she definitely would rather be reading her book than, mm. than answering questions uh, about uh, which, uh Which, uh, which player are you reading at the moment? I notice you're uh, reading Shakespeare. Uh, she's like, yeah, uh, much ado about nothing. Oh, uh, that's a wonderful uh, story. It is. Uh, this is my, uh, you know, second or third time uh, reading it. Uh, but, but I listen. I, I've got a paper due on this soon. Um, can, is it okay if I just go finish? I mean, it, it, I've got a lot of studying, and if you want, you can just go check out her room. I, I don't have a problem with that. Well, I look over at Miss Mrs. Archer. I said, uh, Mrs. Archer, do you mind if we take a look around her room? We won't take anything. She says, uh, no, I suppose that could be okay. You're, you're helping out her father. Uh, I, I think that should be okay. Thank you. It's very understanding of you, Mrs. Archer. So we'll go up there. Let's with go to her. it. Okay. So let's switch over to uh, everybody else. So um, though one, so everybody else was going over to the church. Is that right? Or did I mishear? No, me and Butch were breaking into the room. Yeah. All right, so we'll start with you guys, I guess. Um, so you're, uh, what are you doing exactly? So here I am trying to crawl in through the window and I guess I hear a knock on the door or something. All right, well, she's, uh, you know, he, he told her she was in room 22, which is on the second floor. Yeah. So my plan was actually to watch them through like the front, if I could, through a window or something. Or... The, the lady and the girl come back and then I was going to go in through the front door and go up the stairs. Um, so I guess like a stealth roll or something. Yeah. So you can absolutely see them there. The, where the, they were sitting in like the sitting room, there was a large picture window. Yeah. Um, and so you see them start heading, uh, heading up. Um, the, uh, the one girl that they were talking to, she kind of stands up and goes through a back door that looks like it's into a kitchen the uh, the other woman kind of leads the two upstairs. Uh, so yeah, if you want to try to sneak in the front door, um, go ahead and uh, make a sneak roll. Okay. So I was, hang on, so just to, uh, so I passed that, by the way, that was a 65 out of 70. Um, sorry, no, that was 65 out of 40, so I failed that. Um, that's, my plan was to do it while they were talking to her. Okay. As soon as the lady brought that girl into the room, that was when I was going up. Okay. Yeah, but I failed the stealth. Okay, so you... I uh, succeeded the stealth roll, so maybe I sneak past them. Yeah, so, so, so Butch, you, you get in the front door as they're, as they're talking, uh, and you kind of make it up the stairs. Uh, but Oscar, as soon as you step in the front door, that's when they stand up and turn around to start okay. heading up, and they see you right there. Oh, uh, our friend Oscar. Uh, Mrs. Archer kind of, you know, is a little shocked, and she goes, oh. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm is... sorry, he was waiting in the car. It was probably very cold. Oh, yes. Please, please come in. Can I get you some coffee? Yeah, no, it's fine. Sorry, I just had to use the uh, the little boys' room. Sorry, about Oh yeah, well that's yes. Up, she, she is upstairs and 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 to the left. It's the third door on on the left. You should. Thank be. you, man. Thank thank you for that. Sorry about that, guys. 
I, I, I don't think there's a little boys' room in this. In this, dorm. <laughs> we, we do have a, a small <laughs> guest bathroom. We we, we do get every once in a while. Um, all right, sure. So then the other uh, two of you, I guess, Odie and Robert, uh, you guys were heading over to the church. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, and I guess that the father is in tow with us since no, he didn't go with anybody else. He was going to the diner. Yeah, he, he was walking over to the diner uh, to, to get some coffee. Um, the, uh, you start w walking down the road to the church, and, uh, and again, it is just absolutely freezing. Um, uh, the, the wind is just you know, hitting you right in the face. Uh, despite the fact that it's early morning, uh, the clouds are just you know, deep gray, and, and everything is overcast. Um, but after a couple minutes, um, you get to, to the church parking lot, and it's very easy to find. Uh, it's, uh, there's a big sign out front that says First Presbyterian Church of Evergreen, uh, and there's a very, uh, uh, I guess, um, you know, regular-looking church uh, there. Um, as you walk up to the, uh, to the front door or into the parking lot, you can see that uh, it's obvious that nobody has been here for a while. Um, the parking lot is filled with snow. There's uh, one or two cars uh, in, or I'm sorry, there are several cars that are just covered in snow from all the snow over the, at least the last week. And the, uh, the church itself looks uh, cold and, and dark from the outside. Does the church, is it a new construction or has it been in this town for quite some time? Uh, it, you know, it, it's not super old, but it, it looks like, in fact, you see a, uh, a little like plaque commemorating that it was built in uh, 1902. Okay, does it look in good repair or disrepair? No, it looks in good repair. And a general question about the small Western Massachusetts college town. Does it have three church steeples that you can see from the hills or one or eight? No, this was, uh, this is the only church that you saw um, coming into town. Thanks. All now, right now. It's a little weird that it's a Presbyterian church in New England. That's a little weird. They're there, Not but really. they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> Presbyterian? Yeah. Look, I live in the middle of the South and I haven't seen a Presbyterian church. They're all <laughs> Baptists here. Yeah, when I was in Boston, I saw them all over the place. Okay, so, so. we'll go to the front door. See if it's open. There's obviously everybody's on this trip, so uh, you uh, kind of jiggle the handle, and it, it seems like it's locked. Now, taking a look around, does there seem to be any sort of footprints in the snow leading around the church anywhere, or give me a spot hidden rules? All right, fifty-nine. Ooh, that's a critical. Okay. Uh, I just failed it by a couple points. Uh, okay, you, I'm sorry, Tyler. That is not a critical. It's a half. Okay. Um, so you do see, it, despite you know it, the snow, you do see some small indentations of where it looks like um, there may have been somebody walking around the church uh, a couple days ago, um, which which kind of lines up with what Daniel Peterson was telling you. He did tell you that he uh, did walk around the church to try to get in. Um, you you do try the the door again, and you can you can kind of feel that you know maybe it's not locked, but that um, it's unlocked, but it, the door has kind of frozen shut. Shoulder it. 
All right, go ahead and uh, give me a strength roll. Yep, I made it. So um, he's doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you going to know how much I did? I had a 62 out of 85, so it's not like I like drop kicked the door into the next century. Okay. I just wanted to take a good look around, make sure nobody's watching us do this. Uh, yeah, you look around, and nobody is outside. It okay. Is, yeah, everybody is, is staying inside as much as they can. Uh, so you, you, you get the door open, um, and you go inside, and yeah, the, the church is just cold and dark. Um, but, you know, the, when it opens, it opens up into a small entryway, and then, uh, beyond that, it opens up to a very large uh, um, area where the a worship area. Uh, but one of the things that you immediately notice is that all the all of the pews uh, within the church are missing. Uh, they're just uh, completely gone. Uh, you can see some uh, dust and scuff marks to show where they were at, um, but they're they're all missing. That's pretty Inside the front of a church. I in today's society, I don't know about the 20s, but in today's society, when you walk inside a church, you're going to see things like tracts and religious books and stuff like that. Is that still there? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, so you do see. Abuse. Well, I mean, you, you do see that, you know, it looks like uh, there's empty spaces in. Uh, in like the bookshelves. Uh, so it looks like they probably did take some books. Uh, and as you, as you're looking around in this, you do see that on a cork board, uh, there's a sign there that says annual winter mountain trip. Come join us in nearby red Valley for a weekend away, January 14th through the 16th show up Friday morning, 10 AM. And then it's signed pants, pastor Thompson. Okay. In the worship area where the pews would have been, and they're taken, like, what do you call them, the hymnals and all that? Are they laying on the floor, or are they gone as well? No, they're, they're gone as well. Okay, so this looks like someone actually tried to pick up the church and move it, not just vandalism or what it may be. I don't Correct. know. Correct. Is the altar still there? Yep, the altar's still there. Um you know, the, the Jesus on the wall. So there, everything on the walls that you would that's expect to be there is there. That's weird. That's got me curious. Uh, let's go and investigate the church quickly. You know, um, just go room to room and guess and just kind of like peek around and see what state everything's in. If there's any like glaring things, this is weird. All right. So, um, where, where are you guys going to look? I mean, there's, there's a couple offices. There's a, you know, a couple side rooms. Um, Mainly gonna... try to find the pastor's office. Okay. So uh, you go and it, it doesn't take you long to find the pastor's office. It, it's fairly obvious. In fact, it, it's labeled, it has his name on there, Pastor Thompson. Uh, you go in there and, you know, there's a desk. There's, uh, you know, some bookshelves filled with uh, various uh, uh, religious books. Um and a point of information, what day in February is this? Uh, it is, uh, it's the end of February. We'll say it's February 26th. Right. So the two-day retreat has long since passed. Yeah, see, yeah, you yeah. noticed that too. They were only going for a couple of days, and 
they're there for weeks now. Yeah, that's definitely strange. Um, I'm just going to take a quick glance around and see if there's anything interesting or valuable, and then uh, take out, you know, get out of here. I said okay. the same thing, Rob. Let's make this quick. We uh, small town. We're not from here. Yeah, not but we're in the middle of a storm. Nobody's out walking their dogs. You know, no hear us in here. I think we're pretty safe. That's I don't. True. I don't think we're gonna have the random passerby notice us. Um, I mean, but we're not taking long periods of time. I'm just trying to figure out why they took the pews but didn't move everything else. Because I would think that if you're going, you're going to take all the accoutrements to your church, not just the pews. I agree with that. So is there anything glaring in this pastor's office? You know, open a few desks. Is there anything glaring in there that just really looks out of place for a Presbyterian church? No, I mean, every, everything seems normal. I mean, you, you look on his desk, um, the, the only, you know, unusual thing that you can find in his office that seems to be related to this is a, a handwritten, um, like reservation notice from the Sunshine Cottages in Red Valley, uh, saying, showing that they have reserved a number of cottages, uh, along, uh, within Red Valley for their retreat. And they did reserve them. Yes. For those two days. Yes. Yeah. It shows Not that, they, well, yeah, I, yeah. For, for the, the weekend of January 14th through the 16th, uh, they reserved, um, well, let's say, uh, eight cottages. So they those, were planning on coming back. Those pews make a lot of firewood. You don't burn pews. Those things are expensive. And uh, Odie, as you're looking around, you kind of go into this back hallway. And as soon as you go into the, the back hallway, you find dozens of bags and suitcases that were just kind of thrown in, in the back there. Um, Does it look like it could be the people going on their retreats, like personal effects? Yeah. Are you going to open any up? I'm going to actually look and see if there's any name tags and look for uh, Susan's name on the bag. Uh, give me a spot hidden. 69 out of 55. Yeah, you, I mean, there, there's at least a dozen or two dozen bags there. Not all of them have uh, name tags on them. So you don't see any uh, that are, um, uh, that have her name on it. You do know that, and some of them are kind of, you know, partially open. And so you can see that, you know, they're, they're full of winter clothing. Um, but you can tell just by moving them around that they're not like completely stuffed full. So if, if they had been full, um, you know, the people kept, you know, one or two outfits or, or, or something along that line. I call Robert, Robert, come here, take a look at this. And while he's coming, I'm going to start rummaging through bags, maybe grab a couple pair of gloves and scarves some hats and money. If there's money there, any jewelry, anything like that. Okay. Well, we yeah. Have- uh, Look at this. I think uh, this is the people's bags. Hmm. About two dozen, you say, right? Yeah. That's about the number of that. That's going to equate out to about the number of cabins. I'm thinking. Hmm. Now take their this, bags. Now this is really peculiar. So let's jump back. As you guys are looking at, we'll jump back to the guys at the uh, at the dorm. Uh, you get up into uh, Susan's room and, um, you know, 
uh, Mrs. Archer just kind of, you know, takes you to the top of the stairs and she kind of points you to where room 22 is uh, and lets the three of you go. And as you go in, Butch, you're, you're already in there. I'm assuming kind of uh, yeah. hiding out of the, the, the way. Um, Susan's room, uh, you know, she shares it with Melanie. And so there's two beds, there's two desks, two, two dressers and, and uh, a closet. Uh, and it looks, you know, fairly normal. You can definitely tell which side is Melanie's. Uh, because there's just books all over the place, uh, papers everywhere, and Susan's side just kind of looks like it's um, uh, just uh, like nobody's actually been here in, in a while. The bed's made, the desk is all neat, uh, like, you know, there are a couple school books on there, but but nothing <coughs> like it's been used. What was Susan studying? Uh, she was studying nursing. So, and, she, and she's got the, the, the right books that she would need on there for, for the classes that she would be taking and, you know, all of the other uh, core classes that she was required to take. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going to take a look in the closet knowing that uh, Butch is hiding So you, you open the closet. But I, um, I, I know that he's in there, so I'm just going like, to open it up and give him a kick. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Butch, as you kind of fall out, um, Peter, you notice that, yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to give him away. Oh, okay. So you just. I mean, Lady Archer is here. So. Well, she, oh, she, yeah. she kind of went back downstairs. Okay. Uh, so All she right. Kind of yeah, okay. I, I, do, I do kick him and make him get out. Dude, <laughs> she let us up into the room. We didn't need you to hide up here. Where's well, the fun out. in that? Like, I had to jump in. Oh, Butch, you could have gotten in so much trouble. Um, does yeah, it look I like you're going, out, you're going back out the window, you know? No, I yeah, that, walk yeah. over you. I'm not going to notice. Just an extra person. He's going to go up the chimney. Um, does it look well, like... I'm rummaging around. Does it look like she left most of her clothes here? Uh, it, yeah, in her closet, you can see that... Um, there are a large, there's a lot of heavy clothing, heavy winter clothing, boots. Uh, there's uh, two pairs of boots in there and one uh, winter coat. She's how much, how many clothes does this girl have? She's a banker's daughter, but this seems a little bit extreme. Yeah, she should have taken all this, at least the heavy stuff with her. I hope they're okay up there. I'm wearing three pairs of long underwear right now and I'm still cold. Yeah. Uh, so uh, where else is everybody looking? Well, I there's got to be a dresser drawer. I check underneath the bed. Um, underneath, oh yeah, underneath the mattress for sure. Okay. Bedside uh, table. Is there a bedside table? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mason, you said that you're going to look through her kind of dresser, right? Yeah. Okay. So you you start looking through and. Um, you notice that, um, you know, despite the fact that all this like winter clothing is, is in there, you, you start looking through the drawers and um, you see that, you know, there's some winter clothing that's in there, but all of the stuff that you would consider kind of lightweight wear, like, uh, you know, whatever the, the 20s equivalent of a, a t-shirts for, for women and- Right, uh, one piece bathing suit. Right, yeah, exactly, bathing suits, uh, um, undergarments and that, those are all missing. That's crazy. Um, Oscar, you said that you were looking uh, in her bedside table. Yeah. Uh, you, you start going through there. You, you find some, uh, some letters, but you also pull out her diary. 
Hey, uh, fellas, uh, I think I found Susan's diary here. Um, January 2nd, 1926. Dear diary, Happy New Year. I decided to come back to Evergreen early just to get away from that. I love him so much, but he's driving me crazy. He always wants to check on me and make sure I'm doing all right. Yes, I'm sad about mother, but it's been four years and we can both move on. I love him, but he drives me crazy. Speaking of driving me crazy, Benjamin Garner bought me a teddy bear for Christmas. A teddy bear. Does he think I'm 10 years old? I like him fine, but not as much as he likes me. I don't know why. I don't know how to let him down nicely. January 5th, 1926. School has started. I'm not feeling up for it. I just can't seem to care that much about calculus and 18th century European history. Maybe it's the storm that's coming into town. The first snowflake started falling last night, and it's certainly cold enough. Melanie says I should just tell Benjamin I don't like him, but I don't think I can hurt him like that. Time will tell if he gets the hint. January 8th, 1926. I'm so excited. I've decided to go with the church to the annual winter trip. They're going up to this place called Red Valley. I guess it's an old resort town in the hills of the north, north of town. It'd be so much fun to get out of this town and away from classes. I can use a nice dip in a spa. Pastor Thompson has been so friendly to me lately. He's so handsome, but I don't think he's serious. Isn't his job to love us the same? I guess it doesn't matter. I just want to get away from classes for a while. January 12th, 1926. We'll leave on Friday for Red Valley. It was so nice to get away and just leave Evergreen behind. Unfortunately, Benjamin is coming along with the church. I do like him. He's a very nice boy, but I know he likes me a lot more than I like him. And I'm afraid he thinks too much of our relationship. I hope we can just be friends. Maybe we should uh, go have a uh, conversation uh, with this, this Benjamin bloke. Well, he's on our list, yeah. Yeah, the roommate mentioned him too. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't know if he's a student or not. He lives with his parents, and I don't know if Evergreen's a co ed school because I don't think there were co ed schools in 1920. It's a university, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, be a university, be co ed. My guess is that uh, from the sound of it, that Benjamin went up there after her and she rebuffed him and he came back. Mm. Wait, wasn't yeah. Benjamin also part of the church? But yeah. I guess if he went with them. And we got these two other people. We got uh, Pastor Thompson. Which she seemed quite fond of, yeah. And he but seemed he's presumably uh, up there. Wait, the date says January 12th. But Last month. Yeah. But that's before she left. Time. It doesn't say exactly. Yeah, she was looking forward to the trip then. Mm. So yeah, you'll all be able to correlate this information later, but the trip was the 14th through the 16th of January. Right. Of January. Of Feb February. Yeah. Wasn't so it? It's the end of February now. It's February now. Now the end of February. So, so she's been, she's for, been away for about a month. Yeah, but everything I've heard till now would lead me to believe it was only two weeks. So I think we're. Oh, I yeah. think maybe it's the beginning that. of February now. If she's only been gone, if she's been gone for two weeks, no, yeah, but I, think, a, I think I think uh, for six weeks. Father's lying about how long she's been away. No, it's, well, it's but, the end of February. 
Mrs. Archer said two weeks also. Yeah, but, but it then says here over a month. Chalk that up to the GM meaning to say a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Crystal, that's a long time to be away. I hate to say it for uh, for Daniel, but this sounds like she wanted to go and that she was yeah. bored with school. And she was getting sick of him chicken on her all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't stay away from school for over a month. That doesn't make sense. I think she could. Well, you do if you hate school. I mean, I. She said she's getting sick of school. I mean. This is crazy. You can't go away. Who leaves school, right? Well, not everybody that age is responsible. So. I still think it's really fishy. Well, definitely. We got to find well, out. Well, I think it's, her. yeah, she's certainly not getting her tuition's worth, and she's never going to catch up on calculus. I after. doubt seriously that she's paying for her tuition either. Daddy's paying for it. Well, certainly. Daniel's our friend. Anyway, uh, he said something was weird about, about Red Valley, and we'll see what's weird about Red Valley when we get yeah. up there. Isn't but it first, it's to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Then why is she learning calculus? That's well, probably you know, the general education that she has to get. To, yeah. uh, I'm sure she's doing biology too. My worst enemy. Uh, was there anything under the mattress? No, there was nothing else uh, in the room that you could find uh, of note. Um, you know, I, all the rest of the stuff that you expected to be there what was there. Just, just okay. for, uh, I, I opened the window and just pointed Butch and then point out the window. Just, uh, just for the sake of... Um, uh, just for the sake of being thorough, I'm going to give a glance over to uh, Melanie's side of the room and see if there's anything odd or that stands out. Uh, you kind of, you know, look over her, her stuff um, and, you know, everything just kind of points to it being, her being just a very dedicated college student. Okay, like myself. I check under the bed. Is there anything unusual there? Like... Uh... A chest of a metal chest or something? Nope, no, nope, nothing like that. <laughs> Don't All say right. that, Peter. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go back downstairs, and Butch, you got to get out of here somehow without being seen. I'm just gonna walk out, and I'm gonna own it, and no one's gonna notice. So yeah, you, you know, you could dive out this second-story window and land in the snowbank, and you'd probably <laughs> just fine. But you're certainly not coming down the stairs with me, Butch, because I uh, have a very positive relationship with Mrs. Archer, <laughs> and you're not going to ruin that. Uh, I'm going to go hide behind all of you. I want you to form like a human barricade. Gonna... Well, we could probably pull that off. Okay, Butch, there's, there's two ways this is going to happen. You're going to go out that window and you own her, I'm going to help. Why don't you go out the window? And I'll pretend to be you while I'm walking. Because she knows I'm here. I'll tell you what, I'll go down first and I'll distract Mrs. Archer. Okay, I'll go down with Peter. All right, you you, you go down. Um, she's kind of, you know, standing in the sitting room and sees you come down. And it's like, oh, did were you able to find everything that you were looking for? I think so. Do you know anything more about uh, the, the, the First Presbyterian Church of Evergreen? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely church. It's it's the church that most most people in town go to. Uh, I know that they went on their their annual retreat. Uh, that they they go on every year up to Red Valley. Um, you now know, I'm they, I'm maneuvering her so that I'm standing yeah. in 
and yeah, you're you're able to do that without without an issue. Okay, she's kind of oblivious, and she just kind of falls into her story and just says, "Yeah, you know, I would love to go up with them. I used to go up to, uh, with them when I was younger, but you know, my hips don't allow it anymore. And hopefully, they'll be coming back soon. You know." Uh, you know, this, the church has been, you know, they, they've been up there a couple weeks now. So, do you think they're um, stuck because of this terrible storm? I, you know what, I do think that's what it is. You know, Red mm. Valley can can be kind of hard to get to in the mountains, and uh, you know, it you have to go up all these hills to get there, and they're down in the valley. So, if they get snowed in, they they could be stuck there. But well, they probably have firewood to last for ten years. Oh so yeah, comfortable. The, the town we... can absolutely, you know to support them for a while. Well, we'll do our best to get up there and see her. Hopefully I won't like end up in a snow bank or anything like that. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. You seem like a good driver. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mrs. Archer, do you know uh, where the Garner house is? Oh yeah, uh, Benjamin Garner, he, he's come over to, to visit Susan a number of times. Uh, they just live down the road. She gives you directions to where it is. It's uh, like two or three blocks away from here. Because he came, he came back from the retreat. I understand. Maybe yeah, he left I, early. Yeah, I believe he he came back um, because uh, he had to either had to go back to school. But I've also heard from his mother that he isn't feeling well. Ah, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, we'll pay our respects. Okay. Well, well, well good luck. So we we go outside, uh, and as we go out, I say I say to them quietly, I'm like. So how did Gardner get back? Yeah, that's the question. If they're snowed in. Um, so we need to talk to him though. At this point, uh, when about the time you guys leave the house, Daniel Peterson is coming back uh, and Odie and Robert, unless you guys want to do anything else in particular, I'll say this is about the time you guys are coming back to. Uh, it's not that I want to do anything in particular, except for I want to grab that receipt for okay. their reservations, so that way I have the cabin numbers. Okay, yeah. So we'll assume that you guys also have told us. Yeah, we tell you what's going on. I mean, it's like, I, like all the pews are gone, but all the accoutrements for the church are still there. They well, only this, reserve for two days, but yet they've been gone for these two weeks. Mrs. Archer <laughs> says everybody goes to that church. How would they take the pews up there? Well, that's just it. How long has this storm been going on? Uh, it's been going on for, according to uh, Susan's um, diary, since January or since. Yeah, it's a bad season. It's been right, about it, a month. It's been going on since before they went on the tr uh, thing, right? Yeah, so the, the snows probably uh, for the storm probably started about the time that they were leaving for the trip, maybe a little bit earlier. That means that they would have had to pack the pews up in a moving truck and get a moving truck up and down those mountains in snow. Yeah, but why? We don't Today's... know that they've taken the pews there. Like, I mean, I mean I've gone on... here, thing or something. I've gone and... on retreats. You don't take pews with you. You just sit <laughs> on trees. And Odie found luggage in the back. They took the pews but left all their luggage. Look, and then I started, oh, by the way, guys, you're cold. Here's a hat, here's some gloves, here's a scarf. I'm not wearing a girl's hat, sorry. No. Um, yeah, uh, and Susan didn't take all of her winter clothing. It's like they're uh, taking a vacation from the storm somehow. That's, that's completely what you, insane. What do you mean? I, I wonder if there's, 
it, maybe the whole village is like saunas, Finnish style, and everyone well, just she did sweating say all something day. about a sauna, didn't she? Spa, spa, They would still need winter weather to get there. Yeah, Dan yeah. had a suntan. Yeah, and you can't. No matter how many people you put in a church bus, it's not going to heat itself. Hmm. How how big is Evergreen? Uh, I mean, if you had to estimate, there's probably two or three hundred people uh, who Small. live here. Everybody um, has everybody's business. Yeah, yeah not including the college. Okay, so two dozen two dozen church members could pretty much be the whole congregation. Is yeah. that what you guys' consensus is? No. Okay, then. Miss um, Archer said that everybody in town practically goes to that church. If you're religious, though. Yeah, but the, the weird thing is, is that the, you said the church just looks like it's been all right. All no, no footprints. No footprints. The pews are gone. Nobody has been at that church since they left. So it's 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 not usually that you know I get it that that, that a church sometimes goes on a retreat, but they usually have a like a secondary pastor. Or something right. They usually have to take care of the service. church while they're gone. We could probably answer some of these questions if we go talk to that uh, that Ghana kid. Yeah, see what my guess is that he just got rebuffed by the girl. But how did yeah. he get back here? Let's go lean on him. But the big question for me is why did they leave all their suitcases? That's really weird. You could take, yeah. you could leave some stuff, but you're still going to bring your case with well, you. It, what really doesn't make it, sense is if the idea is that you're going to leave all the luxuries of your life behind and live, you know, more biblically. Why take all the pews? As you're saying this, as you're saying this, Daniel Peterson says, "You know, I uh, come to think of it, I I did see a church bus up in Red Valley when when I was there. I, you know, if you say that they took all the pews, you know, that could be one way that they they took it. I don't think they're going to fit on a bus. I, I yeah, I I don't know. They would need at least like." whatever that equivalent of a deuce and a half would be back in that time frame. They need a big, huge truck. Yeah. Practically half the, half the width of the entire church times 10. Yeah, I think, I think you might've hit the nail on the head there, Peter, when you were talking about, um, you know, they are given up all their luxuries and stuff to go live a bit more bohemian life. Yet they take the pews. I think I'm, I think you may be right about this whole cult. Well, something weird is going on. Well, okay, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about them leaving their luggage because we do not know they could have had too much stuff packed and just left some of it behind. But the pews do not make sense. Well, well no, because we just, don't think when we were checking her luggage for like two dozen people. When we were checking her room, she left all the winter stuff, but she's taken all the summer clothes. That's why the luggage doesn't make sense. That's weird. Well, let's go talk to Benjamin. See, because he knows he's been there. Exactly. And, you know, it might be sad that she doesn't yeah. want to be around him, but still, he'll know what's yeah. going on. Let's find out. Let's go talk to Benjamin. Yeah, just just calm it down, Robert. He's just a kid. Just, just He's a sad him. sack in love. Just ask him. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to ask him. I'm just going to talk. <laughs> 
so you uh, you all pile into your cars and drive the the two blocks or so that it yeah. takes to get to uh, the Garner house, which is uh, good because it helps the cars not freeze in place. Yeah, yeah and the, the the brief uh, respite you have from the cold wind, you know, is uh, definitely what you needed. Um, you you pull up to their car, or sorry, you pull up to their house, and it's kind of a standard middle class house. There's nothing special about it. It's a two story house. Uh, the fireplace is going because you can see the smoke kind of going going out of it, um, and uh, you just kind of pull up in front of it. Is is everybody going up to the front door? I'm going up to the front door. I would like to head uh, to the door uh, in lead as well. I'll I'll let you guys go. I'll keep the car warm and running. Yeah, I'm gonna hang back with my cousin. Okay. It shouldn't take very long after all. Right. Okay. Oh, he's going to give us straight answers. I mean, there's nothing he's going to be able to put in detail for us that he left. But he at least knows why they took the pews or something. That's what we're going to find out is why they, they took the pews. Uh, Butch and Oscar, are, are you guys going to go up or are you going to stay in the cars? We're going to go up. Also, um, also bear in mind that, that what he says is going to be tainted by his love for Susan. Um, I'll I'll wait in the car with the human brothers. Oh, okay. The cousins. Okay. All right. So the, the three of you go up to the front door and, and you knock on it. And uh, after about a minute, a, a woman in kind of like a, a house coat comes to the front door uh, in her late forties, from what you can tell. Uh, and she opens the door and uh, kind of sees the three of you and the rest of you sit in the cars and kind of gets this almost suspicious look on her face and uh, says, hi, can, can I help you? Ma'am, uh, I'm terribly sorry to bother you in this miserable weather on a quiet, uh, stormy day. Uh, we, we just want to speak to Benjamin for a few minutes uh, because we're worried about our friend Daniel's daughter, Susan, who's been uh, away for a couple of weeks. Oh, so yes, I, I, I know Susan, um, but I'm sorry, my son is very sick. Uh, I'm not sure he's up to, to seeing any visitors. I'm very sorry to hear that. Do you mind if we just come in and close the door? I don't want to chill your home. Uh, she's like, oh, yes, please, please come in. And she kind of invites you to stand in like a little entryway and shuts the door. Um, yes, uh, I'm, I'm very... I'm to look for religious artifacts or something that would suggest that the entire families of this, uh, con of this Presbyterian church. I mean, you do see like uh, a crucifix hanging on the wall um, and, you know, a Bible on, on the shelf, uh, but nothing uh, other than that. So I'm very sorry to hear that Benjamin's ill. Has he been ill since his return from the retreat? Did he did he did he catch a terrible cold up there? Uh, she says, you know, I'm I'm not sure, you know, how he got sick, but yeah, ever since uh, he got back from from Red Valley, you know, he's been sick. You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure he'll get better soon. Uh, go ahead and give me a psychology roll. I pretend to be a doctor. Oh, I try to convince him that I'm a doctor. I made it. I made it, but not, not big time. I rolled a fifty-seven for seventy, so yeah, normal success. All right. So uh, first off, for for those who made the psychology roll, you know she she's trying to put on a uh, uh, a, a front. strong front, um, but you can tell that she's actually you know pretty worried ab about her son. Um, Butch, if if you're going to uh, uh, pretend to be a doctor, um, tell me what you're you're going to tell her. Oh, ma'am, I know you're worried about your son. Uh, I'm a doctor, and I'm a, I practice, uh, 
I practice nephrology and I think I can have a look at your son. And if not, we can take him to the nearest hospital and give him the medical aid he needs. And I keep my hand on her shoulder comfortingly. Right, uh, go ahead and give me a persuade roll. I'll even let you use a bonus die because, you know, she's, she's kind of looking for that comfort. Okay. You can grab a bonus Okay, I think I'll just roll the uh, end die twice. Yes, and take the better of the two results. And no, I fail. All right, she she kind of looks at you, and you know she seems to be a little bit suspicious because you don't look like a doctor. Um, it's like, well, I'm you know I'm not I'm not really sure. Uh, she kind of eyes the 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 other two. Ma'am, ma'am. Let me ask you a simple question. Did your son return with a skin irritation, much like a sunburner or suntan? Uh, she kind of gets a shocked look on her face. Uh, it's like, uh, yes, actually. I, I just thought you know, he had been out, outside for too long. Why? why? Is, is something wrong with him? Because, well, ma'am, we are investigating to see what's going on. And that's a sign of a skin irritation of some kind. I'm not a doctor. Um, I am. But, you know, I'm not a doctor. But, you know, um, I, I have my suspicions of what's going on. I would very much like to see this young man. Well, there is a new disease called pseudomonosclerosis that's been going around. And we need to make sure your son doesn't have it. Otherwise, we'll have to quarantine him. It's like, oh, oh, that sounds very serious. Um, yeah. uh, Robert, go ahead and make a, is no joke. make a what? A persuader fast talk, whichever is higher for you. Uh, fast talk. Let's see. Where's persuade here? Let's see. Uh, fast talk. <laughs> fast talk. Ooh, 20 out of 25. Um, she, she, she finally gives in and says, um, all right, you please wait right here. Let, let me go up and, and tell Benjamin that, you, that you're coming up and then, then I'll come down and get you. And, and with that, she kind of turns around. She's, um, not a, she's not a doctor. She doesn't know about medical stuff. Just convince her that something's wrong. Um, after, after a minute, she comes down and says, you know, please, please go up. He said, you know, um, he he's he'll he'll yeah he says that he'll talk to you for a couple minutes but but please keep it short um you know he's uh he's been very very sick we we will we'll do everything we can not to tire him out any further can you tell me anything about any other symptoms he's had in addition to the strange skin discoloration uh she says you know it it's probably just you know the flu you know you you know how it is you know, where you, you you know you just you know you get sick and um, you know, you, you, you don't want to eat and, and, and things like that. That's that. So it, he has, probably he doesn't have much appetite. Uh, not, not really. And, it, but he's breathing. Okay. Yeah. As far as I can tell, you know, the, the local uh, physician has been here and, and said he's been telling us that it's just the flu or, you know, maybe it's uh, pneumonia, but um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm but sure it's not it out of the ordinary. Right. What's what's the what's your uh, general practitioner's name? 
Dr. Works, Robert Works. Very good. Uh, we might want to speak with him after we speak with Ben. Thank you very much. We won't uh, take many, much time at all. Okay. Uh, and you go upstairs. Uh, she tells you that his room is the, uh, the first door on the left. And you go in. And as soon as you walk in, I mean, you're just hit with that smell of sickness that, you know, that, that somebody has when they're just, you know, really ill. Um, you, you walk into the room and you can see him lying on the bed and he, he's very clearly sick from something, uh, either uh, the flu, pneumonia, he's very gaunt, he's got deep uh, dark circles under his eyes. Um, uh, does anybody have medicine? No. Does he look like his eyes? I, I take it they're probably bloodshot. Are yes. they enlarged? Does it look like he's on drugs? You know what? Give me an idea roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a critical success, actually. So you, it doesn't look like he's on drugs, but it also doesn't look like he has the flu to you and, you know, from, from your background, you, you've seen this in the past where somebody who's going through like withdrawal, withdrawal from drugs, um, this is what they look like. Um, you, you've seen this with either like alcohol or morphine addicts and that the, the flu-like symptoms that he has are just a byproduct of that withdrawal. Well, I talked to him, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, try to be calm and, and, and collective and, and stuff. And it says, tell me something, Benjamin, and, you know, and just kind of like touch his skin lightly where this burn is, this sunburn is, does this hurt? Uh, it, it, it's more of a suntan on him. Uh, it, and it actually, it looks like it's faded. Uh, you, you don't see any burns. Um, and yeah, he's, he, is he lighter than Daniel is? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. um, uh, Benjamin, we're very worried about Susan. It's like, oh, yeah, is, is, she, uh, is she still up with the church in Red Valley? Yes, there, everybody else is still up there as far as we know. Oh, I, I wish I was with them. Uh, I, I really hated that I, that I had to come back. Um, so you, you had to come back because you felt poorly? Well, yeah, well, no, actually, I was feeling fine, but um, I had to come back because of school. Uh, right. And I, I came back with Pastor Thompson. Uh, he came back to get the pews. Um, and, and, I, and I came back with him, um, and I started feeling uh, sick once I got back. I, I, that's, uh, thank you, Benjamin. Um, did, did the pastor take the pews uh, back to the valley by himself? Uh, yeah, I, I, help, uh, I, I helped him, and, and a couple other guys helped him load them into the, uh, into the bus. It, it took a, a little bit to, to get him in there. We, we had to strap one or two of them onto the roof. But uh, I thought that the the uh, upstate retreat was only going to last for a couple of days. Why did he want to take the pews back there? Uh, it's it's only been a couple of days, hasn't it? Well, no. I, I guess he kind of looks around and kind of kind of look like looks off into the distance and, and I, I guess I guess it has been a little bit longer. Um, I think the pastor decided to extend the retreat this year. Uh, yeah, he he must. Have. Are are you going up there? Are you are you going up to to Red Valley? We we are going up to Red Valley. Can can Is you take any... me with you? 
I think please, the weather please. is so bad right now that it might not be safe for you. No, no, you don't. please take me with you. I, I, I want to go back. Is there uh, something in particular that makes that important to you right now? It's like, yes, I need to bring me, bring me with you. I, I have to get back with that. He lunges at you uh, to try to, to grab you. Um, I restrain him. Uh, you, uh, so you, you go and you, you grab him. It's easy to grab him and he's very weak. Um, but as you do that, he uh, immediately becomes violently ill and throws up all over you. Um, give me a sanity check. All of us? Uh, no, just uh, Butch. Uh, Unless the, the rest of you Constitution rolls. See if you throw up. <laughs> while, while he's doing that, just out of curiosity, I if I would even need uh, a psychology roll, does this look like the effect of addiction? Yeah. It does. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and, and as you know, and he's just screaming, you know, take me with you. Take me with I want to go back. I need to go back. And with that, his, his mother runs in and just starts, you know, screaming at the three of you to, to, to get out of her house. You're, you're upsetting my son. He's sick. He needs his rest. And starts, you know, kind of pushing you out. I'll, I'll let myself be hustled out uh, quite willingly, but I want to um, get a hold of Mother Garner downstairs and talk to her about what my concerns about what's happened to Benjamin are. Um, so she, you know, pushes you all down and you can kind of hear him collapse onto his bed, um, you know, quietly, you know, almost sobbing. He's obviously exhausted. Um, and you get to the bottom of the stairs and, you know, she's kind of pushing you towards the front of the door or the front door is saying, you know, you all need to leave right now. He needs his rest. You know, please, please, you need to go. I'll leave. All right. Yes. Mrs. Garner, I'm, I, I, uh, please keep an eye on Benjamin. I'm afraid that something happened to him at the resort or the retreat um, that is causing this illness. Uh, and uh, you need to make sure that he has lots of fluids. Uh, and he by no means should leave the house to go back to that retreat because I think something up there is uh, what's, what's caused all this. And, and you know, she, as she's pushing out, she kind of becomes very short, says, yes, yes, I know that, thank you. You know, I am his mother, I know how to take care of him. He's just sick, we're talking to the doctor, he will be fine. Uh, and with that, she kind of like shoves the three of you out the door and just shuts the door. Yep, he's a tweaker. I was trying to see if I could find any of his stash, but the mother kicked me out before I could. But I think he's the kid's been doing a lot of drugs lately. Butch, I go change your clothes. Yeah, I mean, what the? Nothing hell? like frozen vomit on a cravat. <laughs> well, uh, once it freezes, you can just chip it off. <laughs> so you guys think that it's drugs, huh? Pretty sure. It he looks like giving him something. He was. Yeah everyone something he was yeah. acting like he was having withdrawal symptoms and pastor thompson seems like uh he's got something planned that is ugly and i think i'm worried about susan and i think we should get up to red valley as soon as we can i think uh the uh, pastor sent uh benji away uh, he didn't want him there for some reason I think he wants to get him away from Susan. 
That could well, be why he left him here. That sort of thing might make a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, so that, that looks fishy. Well, I think we should get some lunch and some coffee and then head on up to Red Valley. Yeah, I could yeah, go to I'm going to go change first. I'm going to burn this shirt. Before we head to the diner, there's something, though, that, that puzzles me. Whatever this situation is, it seems to be precipitated by some kind of a suntan um, yeah. or more or less a discoloration in the skin. And our friend has this, and he's been there. So... <clears throat> Well, it's it's definitely possible to get a suntan in the middle of winter if there's snow on the ground and it's really bright. And if you have your clothes off. Well, maybe the... What do they well, call I thought he had a tan spa? line, though. The spa might have uh, windows. Tanning beds. Tanning beds. Might have tanning beds. I don't know if they had that in 1920. We saw it on Dan's neck. So that was his shoulders. Had they yeah, I thought there was a tan line. I thought the point was that the darkness stopped and left paleness. How long, how long was Daniel there at the resort uh, for the retreat? He said Before a day or so. Day. He was yeah. there for a day. Wait, did, did any of you notice that uh, Benjamin didn't know how long he was there? He said it's only been a few days. But it's been over a month. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's Well, he did seemed he pretty like, out of it. Yeah. Did he look like he's been delirious or something? You said it looked like he's coming off with some drugs. Yeah, and there's another interesting point, too. This pastor's giving them drugs. Or so the pastor came back in this dreadful storm and took all the pews, which means he risked getting them up there in this snowstorm. But here's the thing is, they rented cabins. You're not going to fit all those pews in a cabin which means that other people at this resort might be involved in this drug ring and they're taking over the lodge because the pews are not going to fit inside of a cottage. What do you, what do you think they're going to use the pews for? Maybe they have an area or something out in the open. Maybe they're just setting up church in, a, in an auditorium or something. Yeah, that could be it. Well, anything's possible. It just seems pretty risky to come all the way back to get pews. And on top of that, if it's a resort, wouldn't they have plenty of seating? Well, exactly. we're making we're making a lot of assumptions. What we we don't have to make assumptions about certain things. They did come back for the pews. They did make the risk. They felt that it was okay. So, well, who, who takes pews for a two week? Vacation. Once again, we have no There's idea. There's better be some amazing pews right who, there. Who takes pews for anything at all? Exactly. They're pretty stationary as a rule. But the one thing that comes into my head is that what, what uh, let, let's think for a second. If you were going to build something, what would the advantage be of having pews as your wood source? Only that they are long. You would need, you'd have long pieces of wood if you needed them. Otherwise, you just get wood. Why would yeah, you? We're in the hills of Western Massachusetts. There's no shortage of trees. There's no shortage, and this is all pine around here. I, it's you could freaking build a log cabin if you needed one. Uh, 
Are we having this conversation at the diner while we fuel up on coffee and sandwiches? Yeah, as we're no, walking to the diner. All oh, right. Yeah. I would. I would not mind uh, if it seems reasonable stopping to speak to the town doctor, who apparently can't tell what's wrong with Ben Garner. Okay. Well, what do you think you're going to get out of him, other than that he doesn't know what's wrong with him? I want to intimidate him and see if he, if he's complicit in any of this drug activity. Usually, it's the doctors that are supplying the. That's that's a good point. That's a really good point. Doctors do have access sometimes, and in, yeah. a, in, a, in a period in time when we're not, we don't have any access to alcohol, or very little access to alcohol. That uh, yeah, drugs are things that people turn to. There Maybe was actually Doctor Works and the pastor have been serving laudanum tartlets to the congregation. There's plenty of access to alcohol. That's why prohibition didn't work. Uh, so didn't if, if, you'll pick, if you'll put a sandwich and a, a couple of sandwiches in a bag for me and some coffee, I'll go and, and find a good doctor just for a short cut. Right, be careful because it's really cold. And we got to get going. We don't want to go out there in the dark. Mm. Just one yeah. thing I, I was thinking about uh, was... The, the you said the the kid in the in there he didn't know he he said he was only back for a couple of days or a week he yeah. kind of had a like a lapse in memory now uh, our buddy Dom, Dan Peterson he said he was only gone for two days too can we call his bank maybe where his branch and see how long he took vacation for that's a good, yeah. good point yeah. how long has he actually been gone yeah what if, what if this drug is causing them to lose their memory. They're black. Yeah, because I know Peter and Mason you usually call them at the office and talk with them sure. anyway. Now, they don't like me there, but, you know, you guys might be able to get some information. Here, I can call him right now on this little, oh. We'll go get a, I'm sure there's a payphone in the diner. <laughs> so, I, I got a nickel for the payphone. <laughs> it's got a crank on it. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what are you uh, going to call? I'm going to call his. Uh, I'm going to call Daniel Peterson's office. Okay. Well, Daniel's with you guys. I know. But <laughs> okay. Daniel seems to think that he's been gone a couple of days, and we want to make sure that he's only been gone a couple of days. Oh, okay. and not two okay. weeks. Um, I'll make it easy. You 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 call in. Um, you give them you know whatever story you want to give them mm -hmm. uh, that you, you know you're a friend of his or you know you were you know verifying some information. And yeah, they, they verify that he was only gone for about two or three days. Okay. I, it was worth a shot. So, so tell me, Daniel, while you were there, did, did you eat anything or drink anything that was out of the norm? Like, uh, you know, not that I can remember. I mean, they've got a, a diner there. I, I went to the diner and I, I got some food there uh, and, and, some some drink uh some water uh but you know other than that it was did you see what they're doing with these uh the pews you, you see the pews there i don't remember seeing them um but you know it, it's 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 kind of a you know hard to remember everything i was more focused on trying to find susan at that point does he still seem agitated yeah yeah i mean he's still agitated he's still anxious um he he just kind of wants to, you know, get going and try to get his his daughter. So Dan, real quick, but we know while while we finish the sandwich, how was the church service? Church service? 
Yeah, there. You know, how was their services and stuff? I I didn't you know stay around to to, to go through the service. Um, you you know when I went there, you know Susan was was there with the church. You know they were all by the cabins, um, just kind of in, in almost like a a worship circle, I guess. Um, and uh, you know I you know kind of tried to get her to go, and you know she kind of stepped away, and you know told me that she wasn't going to go, that she wanted to stay in Red Valley. No. Let's uh, let's get on our way up there. Daniel, might I make a suggestion to you? Yes. I think that things would be better if we left you behind. Like, no, I'm – look, I'm that – is, that is not an option. If that – that is the one um, – uh, stipulation that I will make this. If, if you guys want to get paid, then I will, then I need to go. I, I, I need to see her there, that she's okay. And then, and that I need to uh, see that, you know, what, what's going on. Back. Can I make a psychology role to see if he seems a little over eager about going? I'm trying to, what I'm trying to express here is the other guy had an addiction. He wanted to get back and got violent with us. I'm trying to see if Daniel has this drug in his system and is yeah. like jonesing to get back there. Okay. So, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> you know as Wait, far I as also you... think the same thing. So I think uh, I want to see if I can ascertain why he's so eager to go there. Okay. So I'm going to do a psychology role. Okay. And I succeed. It's a hard and, you know, it, it really just feels like it's uh, parental protection, that, that he is truly trying to get his daughter. Um, <clears throat> you uh, you kind of have a feeling that maybe he's not telling you everything, um, but he is absolutely sincere when he says that he is trying to get his daughter back. Okay, we'll roll with it. So we, we get our coffee and our pie, and uh, we get back on the road again. Damn right. it, I should have been a doctor. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, there, is there anything else you guys want to do in Evergreen before you leave? Just want to make sure. Well, uh, he was going to go talk to the doctor. Oh, okay. Was. Um, yeah. We don't have to take a lot of time if that's fruitless. I just wanted to I, see if he seemed honest. Yeah, so uh, we'll just kind of go through that really fast. Uh, you go to the doctor's office. Um, he, he's kind of like the, the town physician, uh, you know, knows everybody, has, you know, treats everybody, has treated everybody since, he, since they were kids. Uh, you know, the, the college students will come to him too for, for uh, help or when they're sick. Um, and he, he basically tells you that, you know, he's known the Garners since Benjamin, uh, he did help deliver Benjamin, that, you know, he, he's looked at him and he kind of tells you in confidence that, you know, look, you know, his mother, uh, Mrs. Garner, she, she thinks that, you know, this is the flu and, or pneumonia. I'm not dissuading her from that. He says, you know, I've seen enough uh, in, in my day as a doctor that it, it kind of looks like, you know, maybe he's coming off of something. You know, I, I've seen what drug addicts look like. Um, that That's kind of what I'm seeing, but I'm not going to tell her that. He said, you know, given time, he should be okay. Yeah, he, he, it is not the most serious uh, case that I've ever seen. Okay. Could it maybe morphine? Did it look like morphine? Did it look like 
he said, I don't think it was morphine because I didn't see any, you know, marks on his arms or, or anything like that. He, he, th he says that it's probably alcohol. Interesting. Thank you very much for your time. Like, absolutely. All right. So with that, on the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's jump back ahead. Uh, you have fixed your car after Peter got it stuck and, and blew the tire and you're finally back on the road. Um, <clears throat> You're, you're on Rural Road uh, 238, and by this time, uh, it's dark out, it's icy. Uh, Robert and Peter are, are really having a tough time uh, keeping their, um, uh, their uh, the cars on the road. And, and when I say it's dark, um, you know, you're in a very thick forest. So with the overcast cloud, even though it's probably late afternoon, with the overcast clouds and the uh, the tree uh, foliage, um, the, the evergreens, they're uh, just really blocking out all of the sun. And the farther you get along the road to um, towards evergreen, uh, for a while it becomes very, very difficult to... Um, to to uh, to maneuver, um, but you start going over some hills, and <clears throat> the two drivers, you notice that the windows. Actually, I guess everybody would notice this. The windows of the car um, begin to fog up. Uh, it, it becomes more more difficult to see out the window. And and everybody, give me a spot hidden. Yeah, I'm afraid we're gonna have to roll down the windows a little bit. <clears throat> uh, out of curiosity, the the road. Has there been any other traffic on it that we can tell? No, you have not. You haven't seen anybody coming or going. Uh, I failed. I failed. Spot hidden. I, I failed. Did anybody pass? pass? Yes, I, I failed. All right. So uh, for those who who passed, um, as you're going, you know, you, you kind of you know swipe at the windows to to remove some of the fog, and you notice that the trees um, are are kind of uh, starting to to drip water. You, you're starting to see less and less snow. Um, and uh, after a couple minutes, everybody starts to see this. You you go over a couple hills, around a couple curves, and you can see that the um, the the trees and the road are actually beginning to warm. And the you see a small at first a small mountain stream, and then a you know, it becomes larger and larger, until finally uh, both cars turn a corner uh, and are greeted with a sign. <clears throat> that says, welcome to Red Valley, population 450, elevation 2,112. And it's like you've stepped into another uh, place in the world because you turn the corner and go down a small hill and you're greeted with this uh, resort town of Red Valley, only it, it looks like uh, you've skipped six months ahead. The, uh, the sun is out, it's shining. People are playing in uh, a very large lake that's uh, in, in front of you. Uh, as you go down into the town, you see uh, people sit, sipping iced tea at a corner cafe or playing badminton on the lawn or just kind of strolling along. It's like freaking Shangri-La. Um, I roll down one of the windows and feel like the temperature with my hand. It feels about 80 degrees outside. In fact, all of you are starting to get very, very hot and stifling in the winter clothes that you're wearing, the bundles and bundles of winter clothes that you're wearing. Let's just park our car here for a moment and gaze on this bizarre. How is this possible? Well, it explains the suntan. 
is there are there thermal is there you know volcanic uh, activity up here that warms everything up i've seen i've i've heard of places like uh yellowstone that there's there's places there that are like this the sun never the the snow never falls and this is insane is this is this sanity check territory uh, sure, go ahead and, and make a sanity check because yeah, I mean, uh, you basically just left the worst winter storm. Of course, we're not going to run screaming. <laughs> oh, don't make me make a sanity check. Oh God! Yeah, I kind of failed my sanity because this is. I I failed too. Nine yeah, days. I failed. Oh, only, <laughs> only one sanity if if you failed. Uh, nothing if you passed. I passed. Um, and you know, the, my sunglasses on. <laughs> as as you drive down the mountain road, you can see that you know the Red Valley is you know a fairly you know large town. I mean, it said that there's a population of 450. You see trees blooming, flowers blooming everywhere. Um, there, like I said, there is a lake, uh, a pretty large lake with a beach and kind of like a boardwalk in front of it. Uh, maybe a, a boathouse with a couple boats tied up, and and everywhere you see people you know, kind of uh, swimming and, and playing on the beach and uh, just uh, sitting around. Um, and people look, uh, are, you know, there are old people and young people yeah. and it's just a general population of jolly summer dwelling. Yeah, up absolutely. Here. And, uh, and the mean, border wasn't sharp. It was, you no, know, it was gradual. Okay. It's it kind of like you came over a hill and, you know, it had start, been starting to warm up, but as soon as you came over the hill into the town, that's when, you know, it kind of opened up and, and you saw this. Is there, is there uh, any trace of like uh, steam coming off the water of the lake? Nope. Now there's snow and the nice weather. There's not a divide, right? It's not like, Oh, okay. Here's a big line of snow. Nope. And, okay. But we can, can we see the snow on the mountains around us? You, you kind of can, you know, it, it, as you, like, like I said, this is definitely a valley. Uh, you can kind of see off into the distance and, you know, as, as you look off into the distance, you can see the mountains and, and the snow. Um, but it, again, it's still like a gradual where, where things, you, you can tell it warms up and then there's the snow. It's um, like there's a, there's a bubble of warm air stuck in this valley this is insane not just warm air but sun too because the clouds were so thick on the other side of the hills that the light barely got through <clears throat> what, what 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 uh it time of day does it look like here in red valley um it looks uh probably early afternoon the the sun is pretty high in the sky um okay. well that was my next question and that's, does the sun look like a summer sun where it's high up in the sky? Or is it a winter sun where it's lower on the horizon? No, it's up high in the sky like it was a summer sun. Something is really wrong here. Wait, does uh, the position of the sun make sense for the time at which we would have arrived? It doesn't, right? So I guess know, we left there at about afternoon, so we should be here by evening. Yeah, it, does it, it look like that. No, it does not. It it looks oh, okay. like it's you know fairly high in the sky. Okay, yeah, that's that's the weird part. Um, you so you you guys come down uh, a road that you see is uh, named Boardwalk Street. Uh, it's uh, kind of dead ends. It doesn't dead end, but it kind of ends into uh, another uh, 
road called Franklin Avenue that goes along the lake. Uh, and there are cars everywhere. So it's kind of, it's very hard to maneuver in uh, through the streets. Uh, you can see people everywhere. You know, it said that there's a population of 450. It looks like what you would imagine that it would, this town would look like in the middle of summer with, uh, you know, all of the people visiting uh, from the resort, uh, visiting the resort. Uh, and so at some point you really can't drive anymore. So you have to stop your cars uh, and, and get out. Um, so it's not like a secret town. We've got cars and stuff here. And <clears throat> and again, the people are of all ages and types that you'd expect to see Yes. in this time and place. Do they, is there any unusual commonality? Is everyone wearing something in common or? Not they... that you can, not that you can tell. Um, you know, everybody's wearing summer clothing. Um, you know, nobody's dressed Seer up. Seersucker. Uh, what? Seersucker suits and straw hats and yeah, yeah. aerosols. Yeah, everything okay. that you would expect to see. I mean, you, as you look onto the beach, um, you do notice that, you know, some you, some people will be wearing some things that, you know, may be considered by some as uh, a little, you know, not French. as much. A little racy. <laughs> a little racy. But you know what? That's, that's, yeah, that's where the young kids are going now. So, you know. It, 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 and it's a small valley town. So is there a church steeple visible? There is. There, there's a, you see a church, um, looking out, you, you can see, you know, lots of cabins and houses. Uh, you see a, a church, uh, at, uh, a steeple, you see a number of stores, uh, just, you know, just all over the, the town. Um, I think the church should be our first stop friends. Uh, well, you, you, you get down, well, you get down to the, uh, the end of the road, uh, and you, you have to find a place to park cause there's no other place to go. I mean, the road is almost completely filled with cars. Um, you're, it's very difficult to move. Uh, well, you said there was a population of what, four something? 450. 450. All right. And what is it, rough estimation now? Is it double that? It, it's hard to say, but you wouldn't be surprised. Um, you see, you know, the, the population that they have there is who lives in the town and obviously balloons during the, the resort time. That's what it looks like to you. So um, I'll turn to Daniel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, why didn't you tell us about this? He, he looks at you and says, I, I didn't want to color your opinion of this. I told you something weird was going on here. This is damn weird. Yes. You said you couldn't describe it. All you had to do was say it's summer. W would you have believed me? We're, you know, no. back in, in Arkham, it's, you know, or even in Evergreen, it's, you know, 80 degrees here. Would you, would you have really believed me and come out? What else here? are you hiding from us? Huh? Mason just needs to figure out where he's going to put his other two sets of uh, long underwear. <laughs> he says, you know, look, the, I just want to find Susan. And he kind of, you know, he kind of points down the road. And where he points, you can see uh, some cottages I can... uh, and a sign that says Sunshine Cottages. He says that that's where Susan was, and I was sitting in the the cottages kind of go in like a semicircle around this very large road, and you can see uh, in that semicircle um, uh, a number of people, probably about fifteen or twenty people, uh, sitting around in a circle. Uh, uh, from this distance, you can tell that they're holding hands, and you can see lines of pews behind them. Um, well, I can certainly see why 
Susan wants to stay, and I can see why uh, Benjamin wants to get back here. And with that, I think that's where we'll stop. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Pretty spooky. All right. We shall, we shall delve into this mystery and find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Our players included Jerry Bryant, Vinesh Ramakrishnan, David Gassaway, Zane Fleming, Jason Melnichok, and myself, with Tyler Hudak as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Pondbeater iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>